back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Kahn, taking a look at bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, April 7th in the NHL. We have 10 games in the league to break down, but before we do that, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to Mayo Media Network if you haven't done so already. Plenty of great content across all sports are available on the network. All right, let's get into it, and we kick things off with probably the best game of the night in a game we've seen a couple times recently, and most likely a first round playoff preview. The Pittsburgh Penguins are in New York to take on the Rangers. Once again, the Rangers slight favorites in this game at minus 115. The Pens are minus 105 on the money line and the over-under is up at six for this one. And the Pens are coming off a tough home and home with the best team in the league in the Colorado Avalanche where they lost both games pretty close in both games. So I'm not going to kill Pittsburgh for that. They played the Rangers twice in the last two weeks, like I mentioned, and they lost both times five, one at MSG and three, two back at home in Pittsburgh. Uh, They've also been one of the better road teams on the year, despite that loss at Madison square garden a couple weeks ago, 22, nine and five away from Pittsburgh this year. So they have been a good road team. The Rangers on the other hand, they just continue to roll. They're five, one and one over their last seven games coming off a three, one, win in New Jersey on Tuesday it was a really boring low event game which seems to be the way the Rangers like it sometimes they're actually 28th in the league in terms of shots on goal per game so they're not that high event high volume type team they like to kind of sit back rely on the goaltending a little bit you know play that sort of tight structured style they did get Ryan Strom back from injury last game as well so that's going to help out their second line and their power play as well to sort of get him implemented sort of remains to be seen how things get spread out between him and Andrew Kopp because Kopp was kind of soaking up a lot of his minutes, a lot of his power play time, a lot of his shots while he was gone. So now with both of them in there, a kind of a wait and see approach on how that happens in terms of the prop market, at least for this game, I'm going to go with the Rangers here. It's just, it feels like a short price for a team that just, just beat Pittsburgh twice and they crushed them at MSG. They've also been really good at MSG. I know I mentioned Pittsburgh's great road record. The Rangers have been really good at home this season. So I'm going to roll with the Rangers at minus 115. I think that's a really fair price. I do want Pittsburgh to show me something because I'm not concerned about them or overly concerned, but you lose a couple to Colorado. You lose a couple to the Rangers. These are top teams. If you want to get to where they want to get to, you're going to have to beat the top teams and Pittsburgh's just not doing that right now. So I think they show up. I think they obviously put forth a good effort against the Rangers on Thursday night, but at minus 115 with their home record, most likely Igor Shesterkin starting this game. I'm going to roll with the home side in the New York Rangers Next up, we've got a game I have very little interest in and a game that we just saw on Tuesday. It's the Philadelphia Flyers in Columbus to take on the Jackets. The Jackets are minus 135 home favorites and Philly is plus 115 on the money line. The over-under is six and a half for this game. Like I said, second half of a home and home as the Jackets beat the Flyers 4-2 in Philly on Tuesday. The Flyers had 49 shots on goal in that game, but Elvis Merzlikens just stood tall for the Jackets to get them the win. Uh, Philly has given up 28 goals over their last six games, and they just have a ton of inexperienced players in the lineup right now, giving some young guys a shot, which is what they should be doing at this point of the season, but it makes it a tricky team to project, tricky team to put your money on. Uh, Columbus actually snapped a seven-game losing streak with that win in Philly so they really needed that one these teams rank 29th and 31st in terms of shots on goal allowed per game so we could see another really high event game here like we did on Tuesday 
these teams aren't playing for playoff spots or anything like that. So I think you just sort of let loose and, uh, you know, let the kids play, right. Let the skill shine. And I think we saw that to an extent on Tuesday, I think we could see another higher scoring high event type game here. So I have no interest in really playing the money line. I think Columbus is the better team right now, but I'm not going to back them at minus 135. I could see Philly sort of giving them some payback for Tuesday. I would probably rather dip into the player prop market, play some assist prop, maybe maybe some goal props, some shots on goal props. Um, Kevin Hayes has been really good for Philly lately. He's someone to keep an eye on, maybe on the assist prop market, the shots on goal for Columbus. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand continues to shoot quite a bit. Even Zach Wierenski, I, I found him on Tuesday, minus 115 for over a half point. So just for Wierenski to get one point, uh, those are the kind of numbers I think I would be looking at uh, in this game where I think you could see some offense. So target some player props in this one. Next up, we've got the Nashville Predators in Ottawa to take on the Sens. The Sens are plus 155 home dogs. The Preds are minus 190 road favorites. The over-under is up at six here. The Preds have won three of their last four and continue their quest to lock down a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Impressive 6-2 win on Tuesday against the Minnesota Wild team that have been playing really well lately. Uh, They played these Sens in Nashville last week, actually, and they won that game handily 4-1. Pretty easy win for Nashville back at home. The Sens have actually looked feisty lately, and they've won three in a row since that aforementioned loss to these Preds, and they've scored 16 goals in those three wins. Now, granted, they were against Detroit and Montreal, so take that for what it's worth, but having Josh Norris and Drake Batherson back and healthy again to complement Uh, Brady Kachuk is just huge for this offense and I think you're seeing it on full display so the Pens feel like a team that's going to play well here down the stretch that they're not just going to mail it in at plus 155 I'm I'm tempted to take a stab at the Sens on the money line here back at home against the team that they just saw last week the game obviously means way more to Nashville and as good as they're playing they still have some work to do to officially lock down that spot in the Western Conference so I'm going to look at playing the Sens money line obviously not my favorite play on the board but I think there's some value at plus 155 with the home side here next up we've got a a game with two teams well out of playoff contention here we have the Montreal Canadiens in New Jersey to take on the Devils the Devils are minus 160 favorites at home and the Habs are plus 140 on the road the over-under is up at six and a half for this one the Habs are still struggling to keep the puck out of their net they've given up 21 goals in their last four games Uh, they have just two wins in their last eight games but those wins have come against Toronto and Tampa so I don't know how to explain that maybe Montreal just gets up for those top games against uh, rival opponents in their division I I guess that's how you would explain it they lost 3-2 in a shootout to these same Devils a couple weeks ago so not much really separating these teams when they played the Devils have lost four in a row six of their last seven games but most importantly they have lost Jack Hughes for the rest of the season that just leaves a major hole in their offense which was on display on Tuesday they could only muster 21 shots in a game where they were trailing basically the whole time so there's just not a lot to get excited about with this offense now with Jack Hughes out uh, Igor Sharangovich also uh, he got hurt in a fight early in that game so he could be out for this one as well uh, just a depleted Devils roster right now And I actually think the Habs could take advantage here. I don't like betting on Montreal whatsoever. And you just don't really know what you're going to get from a night-to-night basis. Their defense, their goaltending is a disaster. But at plus 140 in sort of a meaningless game, I think I just blindly take the underdog and hope and pray for the best. Hope and pray that the Habs end up with more goals than the Devils at the end of the night. That's That's about as deep as I'll go into this game. Maybe play some player props as well. I could see there being some offense, especially with the total up at six and a half. So that's how I'll play this one. Another rematch here in the 
this next game to a game that we saw on Tuesday. It's Carolina and Buffalo. This time the Canes are at home. They're minus 350 favorites. The Sabres, the pesky Sabres are plus 270 on the money line. The over-under is up at six here. Second half of a home-and-home as the Sabres pulled off the 4-2 upset in Buffalo on Tuesday. Buffalo has been very sneaky lately, 8-2-3 and over their last 13 games and doing it against good competition as well. Go look at some of the teams they've been beating, playing close games against. They'll be tested this weekend, though, as they start three road games in four nights with Florida and Tampa following this one. So that's a that's a gauntlet in this league right now. The Canes have struggled to score in their last two games, both losses. They didn't get anything from their top two lines uh, in the Tuesday loss to Buffalo. Been very good at home this season, though, so I think this is a good spot for them to turn things around. 25-6-4 on home ice this season for the Canes. The Rangers, though, they're lurking. They're two points back of Carolina for first in the Metro right now. So the Rangers win that game against Pittsburgh. They get some help uh, from Buffalo here like they did on Tuesday. All of a sudden, it's getting pretty interesting there at the top of the Metro. All that being said, I think the Canes bounce back. I just think they're too good to lose to the Sabres twice, but not a game I'm going to be putting any money on it. Minus 350 with the way Buffalo's been playing upset lately. I'm not going to get in front of this team, but I do think that the Canes roll in this game and win quite easily. Next up, we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs in Dallas to take on the Stars. The Leafs are slight favorites on the road, minus 130, and Dallas is plus 110 on home ice as the underdogs. The over-under is up at 6.5 for this game. The Leafs had their five-game win streak snapped in just an insane game against Florida on Tuesday. They get the big lead. They blow it. Florida wins in overtime. They still have points in six straight games, though, and this will be their third road game in four nights. Their offense is on another planet right now. They've scored at least five goals in each of their last six games, and they have 36 goals over the that six-game time frame. It's just insane. They're getting it from everybody, mostly from Austin Matthews and the top guys, but they are getting it up and down the lineup. These two teams played actually in March. I was at the game and the Leafs won 4-0. It was a pretty easy win for the Maple Leafs there. Uh, Dallas returned home from a fairly successful road trip and they beat the Isles 3-2 on Tuesday. Every game is so important for the Stars as they're jostling for the final playoff spots in the Western Conference right now. So you won't get any sort of letdowns from them, I, I don't think, over the next few weeks. They've been a much better team at home this season as well, rocking a 22-9-1 record in Dallas this year. With all that being said, I, it's hard to fade the Leafs right now. I mean, I know they blew that lead against Florida, but it was the second half of a back-to-back. They had played Tampa the night before. They still do have goaltending issues, which is probably my biggest concern with the Leafs right now. But I'm assuming Jack Campbell plays this game. He had to come in in relief of Eric Schalgren. They were hoping to get him a night off on Tuesday. He comes in. He has to end up finishing up that game for him. So assuming Jack Campbell starts, I'm going to roll with the Leafs here. I just think that they're a much better team than the Dallas Stars are right now. Next up, we've got a game I really have no interest in, but we'll go through it quickly here. The Seattle Kraken are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Seattle's plus 140 on the money line and Chicago's minus 160 home favorites. The overrunner is up at six and a half here. Uh, Seattle will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back as they're in St. Louis on Wednesday. This Kraken team has really struggled to score all season. They rank close to last in almost all offensive categories, and they're 29th on both the power play and the penalty kill. Chicago has lost five games in a row, and is another team that has just been trying to implement a lot of younger players into the lineup since the deadline. They haven't played since an OT loss to the Coyotes on Sunday. So if you are looking to back Chicago, they will be well-rested here. 
I, I just I just hate this game. It's minus 160 for the Blackhawks on home ice. I can't get there uh, on that price really against anybody. And I don't have much interest in betting Seattle on the second half of a road back-to-back. So this one's just a complete pass for me. We'll just move on to the next game. We've got the Vancouver Canucks in Arizona to take on the Yotes. The Yotes are plus 160 on the money line at home. And Vancouver is minus 195 favorites on the road. The Canucks will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back as they're in Vegas on Wednesday night. They take a three-game losing streak into that game against Vegas as well, and their playoff hopes are basically over at this point. Brock Besser is also out indefinitely with an upper body injury, so that hurts their offense. The Yotes will be the more rested team here, uh, and they haven't played since a 5-1 loss to the Blues on Monday. But this team doesn't have much going for them at all right now. Barely any weapons left with Keller out, Chikrin out, not to mention a bunch of other injuries as well. It's really hard to get excited about this Coyotes roster right now, but I think that this is a price where you could blindly take a stab at the underdog plus 160 with Vancouver playing the night before. You just hope that the Yotes are scrappy, but the lineup leaves so much to be desired. Maybe even look at an under because I just think it's going to be difficult for the Yotes to score uh, any sort of night. But plus 160 gets me a little bit interested. Uh, Next up, we've got the Calgary Flames in San Jose to take on the Sharks. The Sharks are plus 190 on the money line at home. Calgary's minus 240 favorites on the road, and the over-under is six and a half here. The Flames continue a road trip through California that started with a nice 3-2 win in L.A. on Monday. They're in Anaheim on Wednesday night, so this will be the second half of a road back-to-back and their third road game in four nights. They've also really struggled with the Sharks this season. They've lost all three meetings against San Jose, uh, and San Jose has lost four in a row, but they have put up a good fight in their last three games, all against playoff-caliber teams. thought they did a great job against McDavid on Tuesday, five-on-five. It was, wasn't until three-on-three overtime where he really had an impact, and it's, it's really difficult to stop Connor McDavid in the three-on-three overtime frame. I actually think I'm going to take a shot at the Sharks here. With this head-to-head record, the fact that they beat the Flames all three meetings this year, it's going to be a bad spot for Calgary playing on the second half of a back-to-back, third road game in four nights, all of those things. Uh, to me, lead to a, a possible live dog here in the Sharks. So I'm going to uh, sprinkle a few bucks on the Sharks. Hope this thing gets closer up to like minus or a plus 200, something in that range for San Jose. Last game on the card, probably my favorite game, the Edmonton Oilers in LA to take on the Kings. The Kings plus 105 home dogs at Edmonton minus 125 on the road. The over-under is six and a half here. The Oilers have won five games in a row and will look to finish up a perfect swing through California with a win here. They beat the Kings in a shootout during this streak, but LA was the better team in that game. I watched that whole game. Leon Dreisaitl missed the game on Tuesday in San Jose, so keep an eye on his status for this one. Obviously a big name uh, in and out of the lineup for Edmonton there. LA is decimated in terms of injuries on the back end, but they have done a really good job of treading water over the last couple of weeks, hanging on to their playoff spot, but they're going to need to do better than tread water. If they want to lock up that playoff spot in the West, it just doesn't seem like anybody's losing in that race right now. I'm going to roll with the Kings here. I've been rolling with the Kings all season. They've been very, very good to me when I take them in certain spots. And I think this is a good spot for them. Once again, money line home dog against an Oilers team. I I just think that they're better than the Oilers, even with some of their injuries on the backhand. And I thought they showed that last week in Edmonton. So I'm going to roll with the Kings as home dogs here. I think this is a really nice price for them to get the job done in what is just going to be a massive game for both of these teams. As for DraftKings, really interesting slate as always on Thursday with the 10 games. You look at the top of the board. McDavid and Matthews are both over $9,000. And even though they're usually matchup proof, they don't have the greatest of matchups on Thursday night. So I could understand maybe passing on McDavid Matthews 
going for a bit more of a balanced build. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Rangers, not a game I'm necessarily stacking, but I do want to mention Artemi Panarin at $5,800. He continues to be too cheap, and he's on a heater right now. I just think he's a way more talented player than the price suggests, and he's starting to pick up a lot of points. So I'd look at the bread man. Uh, Philly Columbus, I mentioned before, that's going to be a game I'm looking to jump in to the prop market and hoping that it's a bit higher scoring. So it could be a game to find some cheap players for your DraftKings lineup. Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov are worth a look, I think, on the Philly side and Oliver Bjorkstrand on the Jacket side. Montreal and New Jersey, another game I think we should see some offense. Nico Heischer is someone to keep an eye on with Jack Hughes out. I think he could soak up a lot of the offense. He's only $5,200 against a really bad Habs team. Uh, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, always worth a look on the Habs side of things. Even Rem Pitlick, who's been up on the top line with those guys, $3,300 for a possible dart throw on the top line. I don't hate that one. And I'll finish off talking about my Kings again. I think there's some nice prices here against an Oilers team that can give up some goals. Adrian Kempe, 4,800. Trevor Moore at 3,900, I think is a nice piece. Uh, And Sean Dursey at 4,700, I think could be nice on the back end as well. That'll be it for me today. You can find me on Twitter at jhan 4 Remember to give the show a like on your way out. Good luck with your bets and your lineups. And I'll catch you all next week. 